Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh, and our guests are Detective Wendy Hummel and Pat Jones from Crime Stoppers of Wichita. Welcome to Issues 2017. Pat, I want to talk to you first. Uh, you're actually executive director of the Wichita Crime Commission. Can you explain the relationship then between the commission and Crime Stoppers? Sure. Uh, a couple of years ago, uh, uh, the Crime Commission and Crime Stoppers merged. They were separate entities, and they decided it would be beneficial to both to um, to, to uh, come together. And it's been a great partnership, I think. Um, uh, the Crime Stoppers has been very visible in the in the community and um, uh, you know works with the uh, media and uh, the public to help solve crimes. And the Crime Commission, uh, their focus is on supporting law enforcement efforts and to um, provide programs for uh, young people to help them make good decisions and stay out of criminal activity. So it's a great partnership. Can you give us a little history of the Crime Commission? How long they've been around and and. Uh when it was when it started, actually, it started in nineteen fifty-two. I want to say it was wow. a, a group of successful uh, business people came together and uh, originally started. This is interesting. Started as kind of a, a part uh, watchdog. Um, Organization, uh, there was some perception that there might be some organized crime within uh, in the in the police department, and uh, and then also to uh, support law enforcement efforts. Uh, however, we know today um, that's not the case. Uh, law enforcement uh, they they pretty much take care of, of any any issues that uh, you know. And they don't need they don't need an outside uh, group to really uh, monitor their activities. Right. Um, but uh, but the organization is has gone forward as as a group that just supports law inform, law enforcement and uh, with a focus on helping young people. How many members do you have on that commission? We're we're at about one hundred and seventy five. Oh, I want to say I thought it was like eight people. <laughs> There's a lot of people involved, we're, and we're growing. Well, and how, we're growing. How do, you, how do you get involved? How does a person? Are there any openings? <laughs> oh, well, we, we we could find a way uh, <laughs> if somebody really wants to join. Uh, it's a membership organization, and we have different levels of membership. Um, you can have a, a, a company membership, which is the highest level, and then we have individual memberships. We have some retired uh, uh, memberships, and then we have some for, uh, young people uh, associate memberships as well. So, Let me talk about Crime Stoppers now. When did Crime Stoppers actually start then? It was about what we just celebrated forty years oh, as go. an organization. We're a national organization, oh, okay, and uh, started forty years ago. Um, um, Norman uh, Wormansky over at Cake TV went to a conference in New Mexico and uh, heard about the program there. Came back and uh, uh, talked to Chief uh, Lemanian at the time, and uh, and thought they they thought that we should start this program here. So uh, the chief uh, signed. Uh, Bobby Stout to be that coordinator, and the rest is history. I didn't know he was with it from the start. Okay. Yes. I want to turn to uh, Detective Hummel. You've been with the Wichita Police Department how long? 19 years. 19 years. 
you started out what did you start out as a, a rookie on the beat and how'd that go it, it was it was great um so i started out 19 years ago my first assignment was to work up at the patrol north bureau on what was back then called third shift we only had three shifts when i first started so it was the overnight shift and after about five years i promoted to the rank of detective all right you are becoming the public face and voice of crime stoppers as our good friend bobby stout retires what do you think I just, just got started at this. Well, I've, I've been the coordinator now for about three years, um, and I have been doing the Crime of the Week uh, with Channel 10 and uh, putting it out to all other media outlets for the past couple of years. Um, but, yes, I am taking over Bobby's spot and talking about the Crime of the Week on KNSS every Monday morning. Why did you, why did you take on the added duties? I mean, you were probably doing okay as a police detective. Why did you decide to do this? Well, um, the opportunity presented itself about three years ago. I'd worked in persons crimes uh, all of my detective career, which means I worked homicide, gang, sex crimes, and loved it. Um, but this opportunity presented itself um, to be the coordinator for Crime Stoppers. And quite honestly, when I first took over, I really didn't know much about the program. Just like a lot of other people that I run into, they, they associate Crime Stoppers with being a police department or sheriff's department program, and they don't really realize that it's a nonprofit organization based off of donations from the community. And it's pretty much a partnership between law enforcement, the community, and the media. So um, I was intrigued, found out a lot about it, um, had a lot of conversations with Bobby Stout because I knew he would be a really good resource for me. And um, and then Pat uh, came on and we kind of learned and and maneuvered through the process together. And I've got to say, I, it's, a, it's a really great program. It's something that I believe in and it really does work. Now, let's talk about the basics, uh, how Crime Stoppers actually works. Tell us about the nuts and bolts. How does sure. this work? Okay, so what we do now is we have a software program that all the tips are filtered through. So people can make a tip several different ways. They've got options. We've got the most popular way, which is calling 267-2111. That is a 24-7 line that is manned by uh, people that we pay at a call center. We liken them to 911 operators. So that's probably the fastest, easiest way for people to do it. But we also now have a Crime Stoppers app. It's called P3, so they can download it on their mobile device and they can make a tip through this app. Also, web-based tips. They can either do it on a mobile browser or through their desktop computer. So any way somebody makes a Crime Stoppers tip, it comes through the software program, and I am the one who sees all the tips. I manage all that incoming information, read it several times a day, weekends, nights, and I send the information out to whoever it needs to go to, meaning is it my department? Is it another department? We work with state and local – I'm sorry, state and federal agencies as well and send that information out right away that needs to be followed up on. You know, I'll, I'll bet a lot of people don't understand how do you guarantee anonymity? How that, did these people – nobody will know who they are. Yeah, that is a really good question, and I've got to tell you we've got a lot of skeptics out there, but I can tell you that I truly don't know who these people are. What happens is when they call that call center – the line is is uh, designed so that there's no caller ID. And then when people call me back to follow up on their tips, there's a separate number. I have no caller ID on my phone. So I truly have no way of knowing who these people are. If somebody does a web-based tip, the IP address is stripped. If they do something through their phone, all of that information is stripped. And that's how the software was designed. So when somebody gives a tip, the only way they're associated with that information is by the tip number that they're assigned. So 
no name, no address, nothing to associate them with that tip. My next question, who are your tipsters? Well, you don't know. Uh, I don't. I mean, I was going to – what is it – are they men, women, children, uh, relatives, or you, you really don't know, do you? I really don't know, and I really don't want to know. No, no I really, really don't, because that's <laughs> that's why we're so successful is right. because we guarantee anonymity. And I tell people sometimes it's funny because it's kind of a natural thing when people call; they want to give you their name. And so when they call my line to follow up on a tip and see if when anything has happened with it, I'll say. Hold on. Don't say your name. Give me your tip number because – and a lot, not a lot of people do that, but it's just a natural thing for people want to give you their name. And I don't want to know who they are. Pat, what are we offering as far as rewards are concerned? The, the uh, rewards – Wendy uh, has some software that makes recommendations on, uh, on the various um, tips. Okay. And, and, and then we have a committee, a group that um, Wendy uh, – you know, gives a scenario of what the what the crime is, and then they they make the the decision on how much we pay out. So, well, probably always said up to twenty five hundred dollars. Up to twenty, and, that, and that's uh, that's the end, the high end of it. Yes. So, do you ever add to the reward? We do. Uh, we have uh, supplemental rewards that uh, folks uh, that are uh, connected to a particular crime are interested in, kind of upping the ante, so to speak, and they'll come in and. Um, uh, offer an additional reward in addition to what the committee um, pays out as well. So, do you have any idea how much money Crime Stoppers has paid out over the years? Over the years, oh, oh, don't have that one, do you? Okay. Well, was last it, year it was nine thousand two hundred thirty-five dollars for the year. Uh, I think it was at thirty-eight hundred since January this year, approximately. So, um, yeah, well, that's good. Uh, good starting for nine thousand last year. Yes. Yes. All right. And uh, those, those come from donations from individuals and, uh, and companies in the community, too. So it's solely based on um, the donations we receive from folks. So that's the one thing we need to clarify that uh, we try to do on our Crime Stoppers update is that this is not government money. It's not coming from the city, the county, the state, or anybody else, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. What do you got, Wendy? You're looking at me like you wanted to add something. Go well, ahead. I just I wanted to throw some <laughs> stats at you while Go we're ahead. talking about stats because I do have some with me. Um, I don't have anything with me about the inception of the program, which was 1980. But I can tell you last year um, we had a total of 1,922 tips that came in through the program, which was an increase of almost 300 from the year before. So we're, we're happy about that. In essence, we want to create more work for ourselves because we want people to call. Uh, we had a total of 105 arrests. We only had 74 in 2015, so that increased. Uh, Pat mentioned how much was paid out, but what was what people don't know, and this is actually very surprising, is that the board approved almost $16,000 worth of tips, but only a portion of those were paid out. So a lot of times people call in this information, but they don't collect their reward. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that it's not necessarily the money that's motivating them. It's just the anonymity part of it. Do these uh, these cases do well in court? You know, it's hard to say because since I've taken over, um, none of I've never had to deal with court. And, and just so you understand how it works, real quick, when we get a tip, that information is sent to law enforcement, and it needs to be corroborated. And what I mean is, if somebody says, "Hey, so and so committed this crime." 
Um, we may be putting a picture out, whatever the situation is. That detective or that officer, that agency has to corroborate that information in order to follow up on it. If it's simply this person has a warrant, you can find them at this location, they'll go out and find them. Those are simple. But when they're a little bit more involved and it comes to somebody being involved in an unsolved crime, that detective has to corroborate some of that information before they act upon it. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guests are Detective Wendy Hummel and Pat Jones from the Crimes, from Crime Stoppers of Wichita. Let's talk about uh, the impact of surveillance cameras on uh, Crime Stoppers. Uh, one of you want to get in on that? I would imagine that, uh, if, from what I know, they're everywhere. <laughs> surveillance cameras are just about everywhere. What's the impact? Uh, it's actually good. Um, it helps as you know. As far as being a detective, I can tell you that um, it's very helpful in solving crime, and so it actually makes things a lot easier. And like I said, the partnership with Crime Stoppers part of that is the the partnership with the media. So if we can get surveillance from either residences, businesses, um, put a picture out of a car that might be involved in a crime, a suspect, we can get that out to the media and the public right away. And we're able to get people to identify those individuals. So extremely helpful, very prevalent, because it's really not that expensive even to get a home surveillance system. And what's interesting is over the past few years, the increase in the uh, uh, the quality of the photos or the pictures, right? Yes. Very, very good. Uh, now, you have archives of the cases that are unsolved, uh, basically available on your webpage, right? That's correct. We have a board member, and again, he's a volunteer that manages our website, and he posts the crime of the week um, every week. So if people want to look to see what past crimes we have unsolved, they can do that. We also have a registered offender of the week. Um, That's an individual that's wanted by the Cedric County Sheriff's Department. So those things are all, and much more information is on the website. Do you ever have you had much success with people going through there and finding some? Oh, I find, this is two years old, but here something like that. On occasion, uh, people will do that. Yes. I mean, you can't imagine that. You can't probably uh, foresee that they're going to. Oh, that's going to help us solve ninety percent of the crimes because people aren't going to see it, know about it, and and uh, you know, uh, like you said, not very often you, you get a hit on something like that. Huh? Well, and I've got to tell you that we use we use Facebook a lot. And we get the information out on social media, and that really seems to help. That Besides helps. traditional mm-hmm. media, um, but social media, a lot of people seem to to check that out. We mm-hmm. have a lot of – we've got a, a significant increase in the people who've liked our Facebook page over the last year, almost an increase of 2,000 likes. Wow. So yeah. they're doing it with the, all the modern technology. There, huh? <laughs> Want to mention a couple of successful Crime Stopper-based prosecutions? Uh Maybe you don't know prosecutions, but go ahead, tell, well, tell me I what can, you know. Sure. There's one case. Um, I've got several that I can think of, but um, I can tell you one that was interesting to me when I took over. It was something that happened before I became the coordinator. Back in um, 2003, there was an unsolved sexual assault that occurred um, in the south part of Wichita. It was an elderly woman. She was robbed and sexually assaulted. Um, this person also took uh, her ATM card and forced her to give him the pin. And she was bound with pantyhose, was able to escape, um, and she was okay. So short time later, he was captured on Dylan's surveillance video using, using the card. But even back in 2003, there was a significant difference between the quality of video yes. then and now. Absolutely. So it really yeah. wasn't the best picture um, because I remember seeing this picture. Um, anyhow, that case went unsolved for several years. Fa- fast forward to 2006. It was featured on Crime Stoppers again 
before my time with Crime Stoppers and got a tip that identified the person. That detective who was working the case um, was able to corroborate that that person named as the suspect was in fact in Wichita at the time the crime occurred because that person's not from Wichita. That person was actually in prison in Washington State. So they were able to corroborate some things and get a DNA warrant, go to the prison, interview the guy, and the DNA matched, and it was him. So really successful conclusion. We would have never solved it had we not put it out on Crime Stoppers and someone said, hey, I know who that is. It's, uh, it, it illustrates uh, obviously, uh, also that uh, when it comes to investigating as a detective, there are so many different little things to think of and things that it's not as simple as it is sometimes on TV. Oh, there's a DNA. There's a person. Yeah, you're, you're exactly right. And you got to consider not only forensics and time and where they were. And, and, and that was interesting what you just said about uh, somebody being in another place. Right. And like I said, it's you can't just go out and, and you know, get somebody's DNA because you think they committed a crime. You have to have you have to have a search warrant. Um, you have to have probable cause. You have to have – there are certain rules that have to be followed. You can't just go out and, and start talking to somebody and taking their DNA. Can you mention uh, maybe a case uh, or two that remain unsolved that we'd really like to get some help on? Sure. Um, there's several, um, but we have – I have a few unsolved homicides that I, I can share with you. You've got time to share one or two. Okay. okay. Well, uh, let's do one from – oh, this one's from March of this year. Uh, we featured it on Crime of the Week not that long ago. Detective Chisholm from our homicide section is working on this particular case. What happened in this uh, situation was about 8 o'clock in the morning on March 17th, so St. Patty's Day. Uh, victim is Sandra Flores. She was found dead of just a single gunshot wound in the parking lot of a shopping center down at 2500 South Seneca. Um, she may have been shot when she was walking from the Starbucks because there's a Starbucks nearby. Um but And we believe that she was shot where she was found. Mm. So she wasn't shot somewhere else and, and dumped just based off the evidence. So detectives really need some help on this one. They have no no reason why she would be targeted. Um, so anybody with information would be greatly appreciated on that one. Okay. One more maybe? Sure. Um, we have another one that was actually just our crime of the week last week. So I don't know if you want me to talk about that one or do a different one. Yeah, I don't care. Go ahead. Okay. All right. <laughs> another homicide. All right. Um, I, this one is really not that old. It just happened this past summer. Um, the victim, his name is Arthur Goble. Like I said, this one was our crime of the week. Um, he was inside of his home at the Lamplighter Mobile Home Park down on East MacArthur. Um, he and his wife, apparently, it looks like there's evidence shows that they may have heard the intruder and Arthur went out to see what was going on, was confronted by this person and was shot and killed by this intruder. Uh, no no reason whatsoever, again, like I said Monday, why anybody would target him. He was a Vietnam vet, very active in his church, loved by his family and community. So we really want to want some help with this one, if mm. anybody knows anything. Okay. So. I, want to, I want to turn to Chris for a moment. Uh, Chris, uh, tell us about the community's uh, uh, Chris, Pat. I'm sorry, I'm calling you Chris. Pat. Uh, I'll answer to anything. Anything is okay. Yeah. Thank just you. Whatever you want to call me. Pat, uh, um, tell us about the community's backing of Crime Stoppers. It, uh, well, quite frankly, it's declined a little bit in the last few years. I think there's a perception that Crime Stoppers is funded by. Um, the police department, um, and there's not a, a, an understanding that this is a, a citizens-based uh, organization, and the public uh, totally funds this 
the donations for Crime Stoppers. Um, however, we've uh, we started a fundraising event last year, uh, k- kind of a fun thing. Uh, we decided to we thought we'd do a murder mystery and decided that that maybe you know wasn't. Um, didn't fit with us that well. Uh, so we ended up uh, doing a diamond heist uh, at Murphy Staples. Uh, it was our first year to do the event, and it was very successful. We were very pleased with the outcome. So we're going to have, um, we're going to continue this fundraiser, um, and uh, uh, it'll have a different theme every year. So it'll be a, um, some kind it, of a whodunit. Oh, a mystery type, thing. type thing? Like yes, a yes. Yes, who, a lot of who, fun. Who gets to be the actors on that thing? Well, Miss Wendy was yeah. last year. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, uh, our guests at the event uh, were, were some of the uh, participants in it, and I have to say she did very well. I did yeah. win the Best Actress Award. Well, she, good for she you. She was the, one of the only actresses. That, uh, <laughs> that helps. Yes. Uh, so uh, what, uh, other fundraisers? I know you do some other things. We, uh, we, we had a warrant campaign uh, that we we've done we did last year where we uh, – Raise public awareness and uh, increased uh, the rewards for um, um, the tips on that, and uh, th- that created some public awareness and, and donations for us as well. So, any other? Don't you do a roast or two, or have you? Done we some? we have done a roast. Uh, we did Mike Kennedy a couple of years. You mean ago. Mike Kennedy, the voice of the Shockers? The voice of the Shockers, wow. the one and only. And and uh, last year was uh, Sheriff Jeff Easter. That was particularly a lot of fun uh, to roast Jeff Easter. Really. So. Yes. Was he a good sport, or did he threaten to arrest you all? He's a very good sport. <laughs> and uh, I, I tell you, I think the, the highlight, uh, we had a, a, a mystery roaster, was, which was his wife, Kimberly. And uh, she roasted him as Malaya uh, Trump, <laughs> Trump and just knocked it out of the, the ballpark. He really? was, I think he was very surprised. And uh, I, I, I wondered since how the ride home went after that event uh, yeah, with the two of them. Really? But it was a lot of fun. Uh, roaster fun. We have a good time Do with those. Do you use volunteers? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, what my goodness. role would they, what, how do you use them? Well, we have, uh, we have volunteers on our advisory uh, okay. council that help decide the, uh, the, the tips. Uh, we have volunteers that help with our fundraising uh, event coming up and um, just different activities that we do. I think we're going to be in the chili cook-off this year for the Wagon Masters. Uh, we're going to serve jailhouse chili. By the and, way, uh, I know you'd be impressed by this. I'm a past potentate. Oh, oh my, oh my! So we have some, so we have some connections and Wendy, pull there. Wendy right? is oh. so impressed by that. Very, I, very. <laughs> I, I'm almost speechless. That's pretty amazing. So. Well, it is. It yeah. is. Isn't it? So we're going to do that for the first time this year, and we're going to serve our jailhouse chili through uh, some prison bars and uh, serve by some inmates. Somebody, and, somebody wants to volunteer. What number should they call? Oh, two six seven one two three five, which uh, is a little crime, different than two six seven twenty one. Yes, that's the crime commission office, and we can certainly, certainly. Uh, use your Take help. care of it. All That'd right. be great. Now, a reminder that you can hear a Crime Stoppers update with Detective Hummel every Monday at 7.10 a.m. on the Steve and Ted Show on KNSS, one of our intercom stations. So so what's in the future? What's next for Crime Stoppers? What are you, what are you thinking and dreaming about? Oh, Wendy, what are your? <laughs> She's the dreamer. <laughs> yes, I have, a lot, I have a lot of plans for Crime Stoppers, but just... Oh. Just Well, I just want more people to use it. That's what yeah. I mean. So anything that we can do, Pat mentioned public awareness. We've started this. We've done two years of this warrant sweep where we have a big campaign where we have a whole bunch of people that we're looking for. When I say we, I mean the law enforcement community, federal, state, and local. 
and we get a billboard and we put their pictures up there. We let people know these people are wanted. And if they knew who they are, please call Crime Stoppers. The reward gets increased for that month. And it's very successful on multiple levels. First of all, we get to catch some people that we haven't been able to catch first and foremost. And then people become aware of the program and how it works. Because, again, I really think there's a big misconception out there. So just educating the public on the program, letting them know what it's about, and letting them know that it works. You know, we have so many success stories. We ha- The board approves multiple uh, t- I would say upwards of 10 tips per month are approved at least for a payout. Um, the people are – they tipsters remain anonymous. So uh, just, you know, continuing to, to send out that message and let people know what Crime Stoppers is about. We we won our first national award last year, which we we're all very proud of, at the Crime Stoppers USA conference. And hopefully we'll do some more. All right. Hey, listen, we're out of time. Thank you so much for being with us. And really uh, telling us a lot of stuff about Crime Stoppers that I think many of our listeners may not have realized. Our guests are Detective Wendy Hummel and Pat Jones from Crime Stoppers of Wichita. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2017. We'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Thank you.